0: this is this is very sophisticated banter here uh, I think what I will do is I think I can now do this maybe even from the desktop I can actually like tweet out that we're live um, which is great you can do what from the desktop well because now we've got a scheduled space I've got like a, a static link for it so I can do the the, the tweet saying hey we're live join us oh. I can tweet that out from the desktop app I don't have to what a world. What a world. I'm, I'm really, I can feel the wind in my hair right now. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so uh, thi- this is- – are we recording, first of all? Is it recording good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Recording is good. See good. See okay, so uh, th- th- I, first of all, I want to know, like, uh, this, this is a, based on a tweet that, that you had had uh, over the weekend that um, you are reading a book that uh, – well, you, you actually, go ahead and read your tweet.
1: Oh, uh, okay, hold on. Uh, Yeah, 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 yeah. hold on. I can can get there, I swear. I I swear I did my homework here. Uh, I said, I'm reading a book that observes that in addition to technological advances that were incremental and those that were breakthroughs, ahead of their time, there are those that could have happened far earlier, but didn't. Uh, And I I was, I'll just finish it off, and I said, what are good examples of that last category in computing? And so I, I said I was reading a book and I, I feel like I have to bear my my soul on this one because I was I was actually listening on Audible, and I and I kind of hate it when people are like, "Oh, I listened to two hundred books last right. year." I mean, I, I read two hundred books last year. I'm like, "Well, you read two hundred books." Oh, like, year? well, I actually, actually listened like, to all of them. So, yeah, it's like, well, I come mean, on. I mean, and, and and I I I mean, I like listening to books on Audible, but I do feel like I get I'm less. I don't know. I'm, I'm obviously less focused. Like I'm washing the dishes or I'm commuting or I'm you know doing a million other things. So in full disclosure, I was, I was washing the dishes, listening, but I, but I actually like put down the dish I was washing, <laughs> washing sat down and like replayed it because it, it was, it was such a insight. I, I don't know. Like I had, I had not thought about it through that lens before where, you know, we talk about progress and we talk about incremental progress we talk about breakthroughs and breakthroughs that weren't. And, we talked about our hype cycle, whatever it was, two three uh, weeks ago, and this thought, and, and also those things that were underhyped. Yeah. But this other category of innovation, where it was kind of just sitting there, uh, and and waiting for someone to to walk up to it, and there was no kind of infrastructure that needed to be created to get there, uh, and it, and it struck me as a really interesting uh, thought experiment. So I and I was delighted to see folks uh, throwing out some interesting. Answers.
0: Yeah. And so did, did you know what's the
1: larger context in which, first of all, what's the book? I mean, could... Yeah. Yeah. So this is extra life by Stephen Johnson. So this is looking at, um, the changes in, of, in life expectancy of humans over, you know, the last several centuries. Um, and, and I found it to be really interesting. Um, you know, lots of stuff, both about how life expectancy is measured and, and this doubling of life expectancy that we've experienced in the last century, mm-hmm. and also how that's unlikely to happen again, because a lot of the advances in life expectancy happen through reductions in infant mortality, um, where you see this, like there's the biggest bang for the buck there, right? Like a, a, a you know a person who dies in childhood, uh, obviously that's just incredibly tragic, and. It denies them their longevity and denies them the ability to have their own children yeah um so so has has you know wide ranging infl- uh, consequences and so the book you know categorizes advances into those that saved you know tens of millions of lives and hundreds of millions of lives and billions and tens of billions of lives
2: and uh, presumably
0: they talk about the Centurion number, which seems to be a, in some regards a more interesting number, the number of people that live to be a hundred, which it, I think it has, that has increased, but
1: very, very slowly, is that right? I'm not. You know, he, the, the, uh, he has not mentioned that at all. In fact, there's been a, a much more talk about um, like deaths in childhood because, because they impact things more. Right? The difference between a non aryan and a centurion like, doesn't really move the needle in terms of life expectancy, as, certainly as much as the difference between you know a, a 20-year-old and a, and a seven-year-old.: Yeah, interesting. And I mean, I've got a lot of follow up questions. Um, <laughs> one, I mean, you,
0: you're enjoying the book. You recommend the book. I, I'm yeah. I'm, I'm I'm loving reading it. I'm listening it, to it. Yes, I'm loving it. I, it's been terrific. I, okay, it. and I kind of like am delighting in your what is obviously shame over listening to this rather than reading it because you yeah. you basically have volunteered this at every turn. I mean, even when you and I to this, you're not talking, decision like, look, I want to clarify that I'm listening to it. I'm like, it's okay. Like no judgment, <laughs> I, you know it's okay.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like there's I I I feel I, like different depth and accomplishment when I finish books. Maybe this is just because I'm kind of a slow reader, so I feel like it's it's a short. But but be, like, I but, but to dying it. to know. Is, that, is it like James Earl Jones that's reading it? I mean, it's like in terms of, like who's, who's no, it's the author. It's, it's the, the author. Audience. It's Stephen Johnson himself. Yeah.
0: Does that make it better or worse? Does it? Does he? Ah.
1: Uh, you know, it's it's, it's interesting. It, it um, better in some places, is worse than others. Um, where and, and I imagine the temptation as the author, it, you know, as he stumbles through, like an, you know, there, it's it's basically well written, um, but there are some kind of awkward moments. I do wonder if he's reading it aloud. He's like, "Geez, can I edit oh this?" Oh God, like, wow, where's my I editor? <laughs> on the fly. Exactly. Right. exactly. Where can you? Can I read it a little differently than it was in the text? Is um, it abridged or is it unabridged? I assume it is unabridged. Really? Wow. Um, I mean, I, I'm like six hours in or whatever. And, and so I assume yeah. so. But I, but I don't know. Yeah, interesting.
0: Okay, so this is good. So, okay. the book you recommend. And then, is he, what's the context in which they're talking? He's talking about the technological advances yeah. that were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, is he, is he, is he <laughs> and maybe this is going to get to my own sensitivity. Is he like casting judgment on those innovations? Being like, hey, where the, where, where the hell were you? You could have been here 20 years ago.
1: Uh, um, like a little bit. I mean, I guess, I guess because you know the 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 absence of these innovation is literally measured in people's lives, mm. and so um, so in particular, he he's talking about uh, this section was about pasteurization. Oh, interesting. And um, and how how long it took to to become to like proliferate and be well known, and be and certainly to be well applied in an industrial fashion. And one of the things that I certainly did not know what fascinating area of the book was that, um, you know, in addition to childhood mortality, much of it was caused by tainted milk, you know, this, this sign of, of virtue and purity that we hold, um, was like a, a killer, like a real killer with like, uh, you know, bacteria that would, you know, affect the young as bacteria do, um, much, much more, <laughs> um, and and also like if you want to go down a terrible rabbit hole, I I really don't want to talk about it now. But Google swill milk, and that's like a horrible chunk of the story that um like definitely don't Google that before, after, or during a meal. Oh, um, wow, okay, that is really saying something for you. Okay, I'm just gonna I'm gonna give the short version, which is that uh, New York City, um you know, uh, early days there were lots of uh pastures around, and you could have fresh milk, and then as it became economically totally unviable to have pastures. They had smaller and smaller and horrible enclosures for cows. They, and then it became too expensive to get grass imported. And of course, you couldn't import milk because there was no refrigeration. So it would spoil on its way from New Jersey or upstate New York. So uh, they started feeding these cows the byproduct of distilleries called mash or swill, <laughs> um, and and it's like
0: unsanitary
1: conditions terrible situation what year are we talking about
0: mistreated cows this is like I, this is like I, early I, 20th century fast food days. I, I
1: i think that's right yeah yeah that's right i um i have less details because i was listening to it but i think that's right and um yeah just uh you know Terrible conditions and um, and uh, like pasteurization was a part of it. Actually, the swill milk was just kind of problematic on its face, and there's no matter treating it that would that would solve the problem.
0: You really have um, to hand it to the food industry for having these really unappetizing terms. This reminds me of fifty fifty. The the when you so uh, Adam was reading uh, Fast Food Nation at a time that he and I were commuting together on on Caltrain. <laughs> And, yeah, I mean, you may be the only person in human history, which is the case, certainly the only person that I know, for whom Fast Food Nation made you hungry. You can't deny
1: it. Yeah, I think there was a section about, like, In-N-Out in particular. I'm like, oh, God, I need a burger right now. And I'm like, I know people who are, like,
0: vegans for life after that book. And you are just like, I could go for a, God, I could go, go for a burger. Stop mentioning burgers, you book. Um, uh, so the fact that the swill milk left you nauseous. Um, but 50-50 is, like, the stuff that, like, basically gets slopped off off the floor of a slaughterhouse and that, that yeah. gets turned into your your burger or whatever. Yeah, the
1: delicious burgers, right. Yes. <laughs> okay, so so pasteurization is something that should have happened or could have happened early. Yeah, heopines could have happened much earlier. Yeah, interesting. Um, and, and also he has a very um, kind of moderate view of innovation. You know, it talks a lot about kind of the network effects of innovation, not so much that it's, like, the lone heroic inventor who, you know, discovered say penicillin and made it happen, but, but rather that it was the discovery, it was the, uh, you know, the, you know, the war effort really brought that to bear yeah. um, and, uh, and then, you know, teams of scientists and, and industrial partners. And so uh, does a great job, I think of, of describing the the fullness that goes into, to some of these even revolutionary inventions but, but kind of hangs out. Pasteurization is, is a place where we, humanity, uh, let lots of uh, life expectancy go untapped for a very Well, and time. you do
0: have these things that kind
1: of, and you hate to say this, because you know it's clearly
0: not obvious at the time, but there do seem to be things like, wait, was this really not obvious earlier? Um, one example that I would actually have of that is uh, in automotive safety. I was watching a great show on the history of automotive safety, and they were talking about in the 1920s, there was finally the breakthrough that saved thousands of lives. And I'm thinking like, oh, they figured out to like rope people onto the seat. And
1: it's like, nope. Seatbelts, do you know when seatbelts were invented? Um, I, I, you know, this actually comes up later in the book. Oh, go. I, I know that they, they weren't, uh, I, I don't think they were really uh, like the three point seatbelt I think was invented by Saab in like the, it's like it's. Something. I think it's the fifties. I think it might. It, okay. it, I mean, it's alarmingly late. It's alarmingly. Late. Like, uh, I, I
0: think a person, it's Volvo. Yeah. I mean, is this? Is this like? Are we being like kind of racist to conflate Swedish companies? I don't know. It's like, <laughs> sorry. I the, 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 some, But the. I believe it's Volvo. But the. It, okay. It's it, look. It's the Swedes. But they. Uh, it is remarkably late. It is remarkable, We have been dr- there. Have been horrific deaths. And so, do you know what the
1: invention was in the twenties that saved thousands of
0: lives? No, safety glass.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember you talking about this years ago about people going through the glass, like their heads going through the glass.
0: Yes. And without safety glass, your head pokes a hole in the glass. And then when your body recoils, you basically slice your neck. It's really, it's, it's, and wash that down with some swill milk. And there you go. Yeah. Welcome to the swill. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, but that definitely, I mean, it definitely feels like seatbelts don't feel subtle. I, 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 it just feels like in the absence of seatbelts and like everyone is, wouldn't we try to like, but I guess, you know, so that feels like one to me that could have been done earlier than the fifties or sixties from Saab yeah. or Volvo or some other, the, or whatever. <laughs>
1: exactly. Right. Certainly not America. We know that much. Yeah.
3: It was definitely Volvo. who did the three point seatbelt. Um, and they also made the patent open at the time because they were like, "This is too good, and we we'll save too many lives. We can't, in good conscience, keep it to just four words. We need the whole industry to adopt the three points." Seatbelts.
0: That's interesting, and it, you know, it'd be interesting. Uh, surely, there's a a book or something written on this, on the history of seatbelts. That I, one that's really fascinating. But it, like, can someone explain to me why this was a hard problem and why this was this was? subtle or more subtle than it looks well
3: they they had they had the lap belts they had lap belts since like the 30s i mean my parents had a 38 um
2: uh as a as
3: a a kind of project car and that had lap belts but it was the three-point belt which was the real innovation from from volvo in the 50s where they realized oh just keeping people in in by the waist is not sufficient you really need to stop the the momentum at the front of the body slamming the person forward into the dash or whatever. So, um, yeah, I mean, they probably could have worked that out 20 years earlier, but I don't think they really got well, into crash testing until a lot later.
1: Well, you know, there's a, there's an interesting point here, Brian, which is that, um, part of the reason they didn't was that they didn't see, uh, surviving collisions as a problem that could okay. be solved. So, <laughs> customers aren't asking for it. <laughs> no, 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 no. To, to a degree the, the the you know, the feeling was, that these the forces are too strong, the human body is too fragile, and like of course, like if you collide at sixty miles an hour, like everybody's going to die. That's just God.
2: Talk about the work. perfect baby enemy. Well, of because, it. I mean, hey, hang, hang on. Also, the seatbelt as we know it today, with a three-point harness, does require a lot more technology behind it than just, say, like, a lap belt.
0: Okay, but technology like, that was invented between, the, between say, the the 20s and the 50s? I mean, I don't know. Uh,
1: <laughs> exactly. I, mean, I, don't, so I don't know, man. That, like,
2: I mean, part of that's, like, the pretensioning. I don't know if that is what was holding it back, right? Because, like, when you get into an accident, they fire pyrotechnics on these things to actually, like, make sure they're tight and stop you from flying forward. Right. Yeah,
3: but the original ones didn't have that. They just had a, a pretty simple latch system and a, a um, spring to be able to build tension into the into the seatbelt. So, I mean, if you've ridden in anything pre-1990, you would have experienced that kind of seatbelt. I mean, the, the big book in this area is uh, Unsafe at Any Speed. I think yeah, I I
0: Absolutely. the classic, yeah. Uh, interesting. So, and then, Adam, what were some of the other things that that were the other examples that Johnson cited, or was
1: obviously that got your mind going? Uh, v- vaccination, you know, for yeah. smallpox in particular, but but vaccination writ large being another one that's that saved billions or tens of billions of lives. Um, and uh, you know, we we talked about heroic medicine last week or the week before, whenever. Uh, I also got that from Extra Life. Um, where, in fact, access at, – at various points, access to medical care was inversely correlated with life expectancy, meaning like the more you had access to your doctors, like the more – the sooner you would You die. know,
0: I am trying to make us not talk about James Garfield in back-to-back weeks, but you're making it extremely difficult. I, 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 you're, you're just trying to – Really tempting. You're really
1: tempting me. You're just trying to
0: walk me right past it. Um, no, exactly. Yeah. That, it, it, the literal opposite of help. Um, yeah, interesting so what are what? Yeah, well, what were some of the other ones? The, the I mean, outside of medicine, because I think you were asking the question of like, I actually I've got a, I've got a proposed rubric for you on mm-hmm. how we can determine it if a technology could have been invented earlier. Mm-hmm. I I want to want to run one by you. So uh, you and I both recently read a book, uh, Walter Isaacson's "Cracking the Code." Mm-hmm. Um, they actually now I've got to ask: Did you actually read that, or did you listen to it? I, I actually read did. I actually read that kind
1: of. Oh, God, wh- why? I, why am I so? Right,
0: confused? exactly. Yeah. We wonder who gave you the complex. I obviously gave you the complex. I'm so sorry. No, oh. did you read it with your ears or read it with your eyes?
1: I did, <laughs> <laughs> I did some. Did some eye reading. Yeah, I did. Eye did it.
0: you do eye reading on that one?
1: Yeah, yeah. That was all I read. Um. So you obviously read it in hardcover because it just came out. I read it on Kindle. Oh God. You know. I know. I know that you're like a Kindle denier. No, I'm not a I'm, Okay, I, look, look, I'm not a Kindle denier. No, I did, but just for a purpose. No, I know that
0: you are. I know that you are. It's fine. I look. I've I've been wrong about many things in life. <laughs> Kindle is one of them. I do actually have the actual like hardcover, and maybe there's a Kindle maximalist that is behind the publishing of that book because there's there's an odor. I swear there's an odor. As I <laughs> it, uh. And it's like an odor that I cannot place. That it it it. it feels very, so i uh, yes i think that book is actually trying to kill me um the um it, it's actually interesting that they've interwoven uh color photos through that um and you talked me off the roof a little bit on that book um I, mm-hmm. uh, isaacson um you know can go a bit gladwell-esque for me in that like well this is interesting but like how, on a scale of like really true to not very true how, how where is this fact in it? um and in particular you know, I have to say I thought a lot less about Isaacson after having read Steve Jobs and the next big thing. I don't know if you felt the same way.
1: I so I did not read the Steve his Steve Jobs uh, biography. So um so I, I didn't I did not have the color but I did in in codebreakers he does sort of refer to his buddy Steve Jobs a few times and I certainly had a, a, a diminished uh view of Steve Jobs after after reading Steve Jobs and the next big thing. So um so I had the same sort of like yeah, I mean, sure, your buddy Steve Jobs says that, but is that true? Like that's like- Yeah, and he definitely injects
0: himself a lot in the narrative. Like, he injects himself personally. It doesn't feel like reportage.
1: It feels like more of like a weird kind of like half memoir. It, it, it does get there, especially towards the second half. Uh, he becomes a character in the story much more. Um, in some places, warranted, where like he's part of the Pfizer drug trial, and other places – I could have done <laughs> less warranted. Clearly, okay. his also his
0: editor also just clearly just fucking gave up at some point. Just like you know what? Yeah. It actually reminds me of maybe a comment that you might have given me once or twice in the past. <laughs> of like, well, you're just going to do what you're going to do anyway. So why am I even giving you this feedback? So just... that's fair. I think that, that sounds wise. That's right. Yeah. Um. So all that aside, the the story it tells is really interesting. Uh, the dis- discovery of CRISPR and getting up to my rubric. Cri- Cri- CRISPR is discovered basically in parallel by at least two, if not three, or even more teams, hmm. and because that is discovered in parallel, we can. It is safe to conclude that the time for CRISPR had come, had arrived.
1: Hmm. That's right. It's ju- it's just sort of like the the next, maybe not obvious logical step, but it is the next step that clearly many people are are seeking to take simultaneously. That's right. And there
0: are steps that have led up to it, and now this is the next step, not obvious, but also something that, it, that needed some surround to arrive. And in that case, it was you know, some previous food research, and the, but, you know, but a bunch of things that were kind of happening at the same time. And so I think if you've got this kind of race, you've got this kind of like – and we t- talked in previous episodes about you know who was first, and you had this kind of disputed first, which you certainly do in the history of computing and the ENIAC, um, which is very, very disputed. To me, I think that you can say like, okay, from that, like doesn't matter for the moment who's first. The the time for the stored program computer had arrived, and that the time was right for that. Versus if you have something like, say, the seatbelt, or I was going to throw out PCR as another example, where it's just like, wow, this is what the hell is this over here, um, or the or discovery of the of the, the smallpox vaccine by Jenner, where you have something that, that, that happens, does happen more on a clear blue sky. It's not a race. The, the origins are not disputed because it's basically one person on their own. Well, maybe that is something that in, maybe that indicates could have happened earlier. It was just
1: kind of waiting for one person to stumble across it. What do you think? That's interesting because I, I guess it's sort of like it's an interesting metric because clearly if multiple people are getting there at the same time, it's sort of of the time, right? It's it, yeah, it's not right? not early, not late. It's it, it's right there. On the other hand, you know, it, it's things that are not in that category sort of feel like they necessarily are, are, are too early or too late. But like, it, it's hard to you know, distinguish some of those things. Like, I guess on one hand, um, you know, maybe the smallpox vaccine could have been discovered at any point. But but I think that may also not have been true in that. You know some of the technologies, like like certain you know needles or or understanding of science more broadly about germ theory of science. You know, like so there. I, I think it's um, I, I'm de- definitely with you on the like on, on time, but it seems like there are some insights that maybe they could, they were just waiting around the ground for someone to collect at any moment. But I think there are some that feel like they may have been hanging around on the ground for longer than others. And so now we got. To- yeah, I mean, sorry, Matt. Go ahead.
2: Like, especially in the case of the vaccine, I think it's less about. That is the time when it was discovered. Versus, that is the time when you could convince people that you weren't a complete lunatic for injecting a kid with cowpox.
1: Uh,
2: wasn't he a lunatic um, though?
1: <laughs> he he was a hundred percent a lunatic. Right. Like, did it on his servant's <laughs> side. Yeah, totally like, with, with kind of unauthorized. So I mean, I don't know. Like,
2: which, like, I mean, I'm not saying he wasn't. I'm just saying that like they also accepted the idea that this was a vaccine in addition to. Well, all of the numerous other questions this raises. Well,
0: and I think you, you got an important point in terms of like the, the, the success of an innovation at a given time is not merely its ability to innovate, its ability to develop it. It's also how receptive is the world for it? How ready is the world for it? And I mean, Adam, I think we got to get close to home because when I first read your tweet, I thought to myself,
1: D-Trace is in that category. D-Trace is in yeah, I, thought, I I Yeah, I, I was kind of thinking the same thing. In... You know, actually, it's interesting, Brian, you say that, because I was thinking about it through two different lenses. One, you know, this has been something, you know, D-Trace was something you conceived of effectively as an undergraduate, or at least some of the core mechanisms in, you know, uh, 1935 or whenever it was you graduated. And um, conversely, a bunch of the technology that allowed the D-Trace project to really start in earnest was all kind of like foundation that... Uh, that you guys were laying in Solaris in like the late 90s for, for kind of a while. Um, oh, Brian's telling me that Twitter died, so he didn't get to hear me slandering him.
0: Yeah, yeah. Twitter literally died. Twitter just completely croaks out of – it just shoots itself in the head. Then when I restart the app, Twitter's like, hey, remember to start your space. I'm like, hey, Twitter, remember not <laughs> to blow your brains out when I'm running the space.
1: Sorry. So no, no, not at all. All, all i was saying was that uh, D-Trace was something you were first thinking about in college. So I was thinking, like, so it took, you know, it was it was kind of sitting there on the ground at least for a while. But I was also thinking about all of the the work that you and Mike and others did in the Solaris group and Solaris kernel and, and user space writ large for, you know, like for at least five years, if not more, to build the foundation that we could then build D-Trace on yeah. top of. I the more I thought about my reply, the more I thought it wasn't correct. Actually, <laughs> well, I but there is something about like dynamic tracing was there, like what was available for folks to to consider.
0: mean but so is, actually, no.
1: To get like really
0: like dirty and gritty, there is a very important implementation detail that many folks are unaware of of DTrace called CTF. And CTF is a, the, the compact C type format, so compact it, that only has one C, that's a, that's a Mike joke. Um, but CTF is what allows DTrace to be able to instrument a production system and have its type information. And that's actually really, and you and I obviously both know how essential and load bearing that is. And I think honestly people that, I mean, if you use today, if you use BPF Trace or BPF and you're struggling to get the symbols for your for the, the actual thing you're instrumenting, it's because you don't have the symbols on board and you don't have the symbols on board because there is not a CTF equivalent for the Linux kernel, and it actually kind of did it out of order, and it is it, it's painful to use as a result. So I actually think that there were a lot of little implementation details like that that were essential. I don't know what do you think? Yeah,
1: no I, 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 like I could see it either way, but I, I think you're right. I think that like uh, in fact, Maybe dating D trace to when we actually, you know, first were talking about publicly in 2003 doesn't give service to all of the work that you know <laughs> the eight years of work you did to to make that possible. Oh
0: God, you're bringing back that memory. Of um, I <clears throat> um, yeah, I, I w- let's just say that I uh, was asked to do uh, like what is your next D Trace? And I'm like, what is my next D trace? <laughs> what, what are you talking about? And they're like, well, you know, how about and, it, and when will it be done, the next D-Trace? And I think, like, you know, I had to kind of walk folks through the full history of, like, no, no, like, this like, first ideation, 1996, completely done in 2006. The only the active development is really from 2001 to 2003. Most active development is 2001 to 2003. But that's just a bit of the iceberg that happens to be above the waterline. There's a whole bunch of the iceberg that is below the waterline. And I think CTF is definitely in that, that category. And there's a lot of other stuff that's in that category. Of the iceberg that's below the waterline, and I, you know, it would be interesting And for seatbelts. I'm sure there's a lot of iceberg below the waterline too.
3: Yeah, yeah.
1: The the thing that came to mind for me as I as I was like sitting there in the kitchen, pausing, doing the dishes, was something in the in the zeitgeist of like Zoc, Docker and containers. Just because you know v, VMs and containers had and and for Solaris zones and jails and BSD, all of those things had been. Around and deeply underutilized, in a way that Docker just wrapped it all up for us in a way in a package that was so consumable and proliferated so quickly. Um, so I mean, it's it's tough. Well, you know, of course, it feels obvious in hindsight, but that felt like something that that could have happened a lot sooner.
0: Yeah.
2: So, so mean, there's. Isn't, isn't the revolution of Docker really mostly marketing? I mean, no, I mean at, there's... at the
4: no, they they they, they addressed yeah, me... a really deep they addressed a really deep yes. strategic problem with that space around user experience, right? Like containers were something that a lot of engineers knew about, but they didn't know deeply enough or, or it was just too painful to do in any practical sense. And so it was one of those things we all felt guilty about. It's like by solving that 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 key user experience issue, like it really exposed the capability to a lot of people like to a lot of people who knew about it that were enthusiastic to be able to do it at scale but then it exposed an entire new generation of people to the capability as well
5: I think the key insight with with docker was using the overlay file system to make stuff really easy and that sort of tying that into the container world
1: yeah. uh, ahmed you were so, trying to get in Oh no! I was just
6: uh, hi, hi, Brian. Hi, Adam. Uh, no, it was uh, just uh, uh, exactly Tom literally uh, to uh, beat me to the punchline. I was about to say the same thing okay. that by t- tying it together with the overlay file system and providing that user experience where all of the C group stuff uh, as well as the interface between the guest uh, space and and the and the host space. unifying all of that it that's what made uh like containers so consumable by by like folks who were not that deeply technical in uh in the their understandings of the c groups and all of and what power that could provide sorry tom so yeah you, you you were right on the money there
0: well, and I Yeah, exactly, and I would expand on both what you and Tom are saying. I think that that what Docker did is it targeted containers to the developer versus the operator, and containers as a core technology had existed earlier, Adam, and I totally agree with that, but, but completely focused on the operator. And it's kind of interesting. It's like, so could it have happened earlier? Like if there had been, if one had wanted to go build, Docker in, I don't know, like 2004? How, how far the uh, way back now are we going to turn it?
1: I mean, yeah, there I know, was... the uh, jails or zones or, yeah. Great. Sorry, yeah, I'm like, but, go
6: ahead. yeah, so I was just, like, Docker and containers always reminded me of exo-kernels that came out of MIT's uh, uh, like back in the late '90s, right? I think oh they published in '98 and something like that. No, like, they published
0: earlier than like, that because I know where I was when I read that paper. No, they yeah, published. so that- exactly.
6: So I mean, that kind of hearkened towards that too in some ways, hmm. and and it, there was an overlap between, and they mentioned. Uh, the ability of HP Ux and, and I believe Solaris to to do like uh, 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 j- jailed environments etc. and and were contrasting themselves to those, but I think that there were en- there was enough there to start down that path. Anyways, the, just random yeah old and I, old I, well, memories. I, well, so I do think it's
0: interesting that you get this kind of linked history. Where you have one innovation that then kind of inspires a next innovation that expands on it in a different dimension. Certainly, I mean, I feel that way about BSD jails inspiring Solaris containers, which were expanded on it. And the, the, it jails, I mean, jails were really designed for a, as a better cheroot. I mean, jail. I mean, it's right there on the tin, right? It's 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 a jail, like clearly, clearly not a marketing term. Um, the um, and containers were kind of expanded on that and made it a true OS virtual environment. And then I think Docker kind of expanded on that. And it's like, I mean, so here's another question: Adam, to flip it around, did Docker need to have zones
1: and jails before it? That's interesting. Yeah, I don't. I, you know, I don't. I don't know. Like, I I don't think so. Um, because, I mean, unless maybe LXC needed to have those technologies to inspire it. And, and I could see it either way. I mean, it, it certainly didn't need both of them. Like, it, it could have drawn inspiration from, <laughs> no, it could have drawn inspiration yeah. from jails, or it could have drawn inspiration from, you know, some of this, like, you know, IBM in the 60s, 70s kind of research. It, it, it's an interesting thought. I think cert- certainly it needed LXC before it to, for it to exist at all. Ben, you what's, your, your, what's your take? Um, my take. Well, I think at some level,
0: all of this stuff is unknowable because it is the the, the 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 present influences the future in so many subtle ways that it is really hard to go replay it. And it's also like you get these things, especially as like as as time fades into the rearview mirror, it is really hard to differentiate different times. Um, the I mean, it, it, you remember Back to the Future when uh, we, actually, a movie that actually it's great, you know that ages well. The, the, the children watch Back to the Future.
1: Which yeah, is, absolutely. We got our flying cars in 2018 or whatever, yes.
0: Right. So I remember watching Back to the Future as a kid and being really confused when Marty McFly is playing the electric guitar and he's gone back to the year 1955 but he's playing a bunch of Chuck Berry that to me is like the difference. When I saw that movie, I didn't know that the musical difference between 1955 and 1965, they they were like, I don't know the same period, which they're not. And the people who made the movie obviously know the difference. And they have a, you know, very, you know, kind of in joke where, you know, his cousin Marvin listens to this guy play where he basically brings about Chuck Berry Um, by having this guy listen to Marty McFly playing Chuck Berry. But I didn't understand why it would be disorienting in 1955 to hear music that was only only a couple years ahead. So I think it's very hard to go back and think like, all right, so what is the difference between, when we look at history, the difference between jails and zones and Docker, those are all going to be smushed together into a very short period of time. And it's going to be very hard to disentangle them in terms of not influ- one, not influencing the other, not influencing the next,
5: and then you got to you got to wrap in virtual machines, which have a much much longer history. Virtual yeah. machines ate a much longer history, and and, and I, yeah. I, I claim it kind of predates
0: operating systems. It does. Do you Tom? Do you know? Uh, so actually, I, I should what I believe to be the first act of hardware based virtualization. Um, I believe is the Honeywell H200. So the Honeywell H200 was, uh, they built in emulation. This is when there was a non, the, the 1401, IBM 1401 was non-transistorized. So the H200 actually virtualized the, the 1401 and it, re- it required IBM to effectively virtualize the 1401 in the 360.
5: Well, that that's more emulation than virtualization, right? It is. Sorry, it is emulation. The for the
0: the H two hundred was definitely emulating the fourteen hundred one. Yeah. The sure. but the, the the I believe it was fully virtualized in the in the three hundred and sixty. But yeah, I'd love to know your perspective on the history there.
5: Well, even even CTSS, right, which is really the first time sharing system, they they added the base bounds registers to the machine. To be able to get virtual virtual addressing of a sort, right? Uh, Brian, just pleasant. for chuckles, uh, Honeywell
6: 200 was a computer. Honeywell H200 is a vacuum cleaner. I think <laughs> the, 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 the,
0: the, the so the uh, is it the of the Vax. That's right. I've actually got an H200 manual, so they definitely called it the H200. Uh, but maybe I guess the uh, the H was just the abbreviation for Honeywell I love that because uh, the the h200 again trying to basically allow you to run 1401 software Th- to me what's amazing about that is like software is like nanoseconds old We are you know just after the big bang of software and the software itself already has more inertia than the hardware and you've got hardware that is now sculpting itself to run, the software, and I love the. I, I don't know if I've shown you the ad that I've got for the H two hundred because it was no. called it was called the Liberator, which, which is like isn't that the name of like a bomber or an ICBM? Yes, like, yes, it yes. Is. No.
6: That's hilarious.
0: Um, but so, Ben, you've had your hands up for hand up for a while. What what, what are your thoughts? Oh
6: yeah, hey, uh,
7: I think when I first saw this, I thought y'all would be talking about something different potentially, and it was. Uh, something I just learned about. So pardon me if you've already brought it up, but uh, there's a big, big historical debate around um, the stirrup, and how much that changed uh, society, basically. Uh, and it's like, a, if, if you're interested, in sort of a parallel uh, shape of a conversation, I suppose, that's not computer oriented. Uh, go out and try to find some of the papers about historians arguing about whether the stirrup could have been invented earlier. And whether it had a big as big an impact as it did because there are some historians who are out there saying that like the mongols and genghis kong couldn't have been the mongols and genghis kong without the stirrup right oh wow uh, so it's like i think it's called the
0: great Stirrup debate
7: or something Oh my, this is awesome
0: <laughs> This is terrific This is the subject of the space by the way Is the great stirrup debate we have, this is the, the subject of the space has just been working up the great stirrup debate Okay <laughs> but, um, Wow The great stirrup Controversy actually yeah, is the that's it is. Uh, is the Academic debate about the stirrup thesis Oh my yeah. god the, Oh yeah. god what, what a delightful rock To move look at all this, this Life teeming under here wow so it's there's you can really
5: stir up trouble with that (laughs) oh boo
0: there's i guess there's like like in
7: i don't know i listen to a lot of history podcasts and one of the things that they bring up a lot is like you know do you think the french revolution is over yet yet or not and it's like well some people don't and some people do like we're not quite done with some of the stuff they brought up so it's it's one of those things where it's like oh are, are we done with the technological breakthroughs can we even say what it meant some people argue that you can, not and I think I'm more in the in that vein at this point. Of just like, yeah, that's there's a lot, <laughs> there's a lot going on there, and I'm just
0: one guy, and it's hard to say, uh, you know. Yeah. So, what do you elaborate on that? What do you mean in terms of it, it, hard to hard to disentangle or hard to? It's. I think you you kind of got at it, but it's like it's it's there's a part of me
7: that's like, in 10 years, is anybody going to remember Docker? Right? Like we we focus on Docker. It's like, oh, it's this big deal, and like. You know, it is a big deal, but is
0: it gonna be a big deal in retrospect? right? <laughs> yeah, you know, I was listening to a uh, a podcast um, from 2009 this morning, very strangely. Uh, we were meeting with potential investors and we always try to do our homework and this particular investor has just not been on very much, but he was on a podcast 2009, so we were listening to him. And uh, it was a very weird time capsule. like 2009, doesn't feel like it was that long ago, but it was the early, early days of cloud, and in particular, he was talking about RightScale. Do you remember them? Like, it, uh, it, 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 that it, is, no, two thousand nine
7: is before my uh, time in the industry, so that's also okay. the perspective I have here is like, okay, so
0: technological breakthroughs. Uh, I learned how to use Git a couple of years ago. It was great. <laughs> so scale, like the Docker of its day, nearly. like scale was a really big deal. Did you ever use White scale Adam? Never, I don't even know what it is. Okay, so right this was like at, at some, in right scale claimed that they were responsible for something like 60% of all AWS provisions. So th- this would be like in like 2010, 2009, 2010, 2011. And they I mean this is like one of these classic things that just became basically a feature of AWS in terms of like that being able to dynamically scale up. And they absolutely just disappeared. So they went from like just totally dominant to yeah, but you come in and like a couple of years later, you're like, I do not know. I've never even heard of this company. Um, so, yeah, I think you, you do have these things that feel very, very current and then are just completely forgotten. And I got to say, because I've been looking for an excuse, I'm reading an, a mesmerizing book right now on the history of the Segway. I know we talked, talked about this about a couple of weeks ago, but I got a hold of this book. Oh, God, it is so good. Uh, so this is it it is uh reinventing the wheel is the name of the book and talk about like a uh in we i know we talked about this a couple weeks ago i don't want to belabor that the kind of the stuff we already talked about in terms of of how popular the are or the all the hype around the segue but another one of these where so the segue is a you know dean Kamen is convinced the guy is so paranoid. He is convinced that everyone else is going to copy his invention. As it turns out, no one really did. And to me, that going back to our earlier rubric, Adam, that's an example of like an idea who's like, yeah, like maybe could have been done earlier or later, but it didn't really matter because it wasn't like the the world was not ready for it or is not ready for it Or, or may never be ready for it. Or it may just be a bad idea. Actually, <laughs> okay, that, out that's that yeah. that we you know we always we always like to make ourselves feel better by saying the world isn't ready for it. But like, what if the world is just like it just your idea? Kind of,
5: kind of. It's the uh, it's the product market fit problem. It is the product market fit problem, which is the
7: there's hardest a, part. There's so, another. Th- I'll just I'll reference another Wikipedia the article. Then I got to jet actually, but uh, as I feel like I'm want to do in these spaces, but. Uh, when I heard this, I, the other thing I thought about when I heard this thing and sort of what y'all are referencing now, uh, I didn't know this. it's Something also I've been learning about a bit recently is something called induced demand, where if you increase the supply of something, the demand for it actually goes up, and it's like yeah. very. Yeah. It's it's like when I when I was hearing about Docker, it's like oh yeah, C groups were kind of a pain in the ass to use, and then Docker made it easier, and suddenly like. There's so many more containers than there were before. Uh, yeah. So and I feel the- like that's that's just the constant story of like software is like oh this was hard to do and now it's easy so now we're so- going to do it like a thousand times more.
0: Yeah, so I actually know induced demand is Jevons' paradox. So this is the uh, Scottish uh, economist Jevons who observed that as coal prices went as coal prices went down, the aggregate consumption of coal went up. Um, which I think is is very related to this this concept that because as the as the supply is going up, the price is going down, and the demand is going up because it's finding you are finding new uses for things. And, and why do they have? Oh, strangely, the Wikipedia article for induced demand features the Embarcadero Freeway. Not sure. I'm really hmm. not
1: sure. That's a tricky one the, isn't isn't
2: that the one that they made wider and the traffic got way worse on it? Oh, that's interesting. That yeah, yeah, right every there you time,
7: go. Every time you widen a freeway, uh, traffic gets worse uh,
0: statistically. Um, but yeah, interesting. Well, they, these are, between this and the the, the Great stirrup Controversy, I, I am still like mesmerized by the Great stirrup Controversy, and I i I now. Uh, it, how did you find out about the Great Syrup controversy, by the way? Uh,
7: I don't know. I'm on Twitter too much. That's fair. Yeah, the, right. uh, but I, I, I got to go. But the only other thing that I wanted to say is I'm going to do a victory lap on the
0: NVIDIA thing because it did fall apart. You should do a victory lap on the NVIDIA thing. I thought of you when that thing fell apart. I was like, and I, God and damn, I, that was in our predictions podcast. I know. I, I'm glad
7: it was recorded because I forgot to put a pull request up with my predictions
0: <laughs> there so. you go so no you could go you should go capture that out and, and put it in a pr no i was thinking that's funny you should mention that because i was thinking of you when it fell apart and you said that it would take a while i mean you wouldn't confident it fall would, apart? Take it would take a while
7: yeah i thought it was going to be like i thought they were going to try to drag it out and that they would like like really try to do it but then i forgot that soft was involved and that they're just bouncing off everything and like if it was any other company like if ibm owned Arm or something, then like different story. But SoftBank is just like the
0: mess right now. Like I don't know.
1: Yeah, don't I, I, it just whatever, make so,
0: sense to me. So it is really hard to hold a, a any acquisition in limbo for that long, especially an acquisition of that size. I'm not surprised at all that it fell apart. um The uh, I'm a little I'm surprised that it fell apart as quickly as it did, but I'm not surprised that given it
5: was going to fall apart, that they just want to like dismantle. The I thing. think, I think SoftBank must've thought it was going to fall apart from the beginning because, because the essentially a $2 billion breakup fee. Breakup fee. Yeah. Well, and that makes total sense.
0: Yeah. That makes total sense. That, that kind of the, that huge breakup fee. Because when you are, if you've ever been a company that's being acquired by another company, it is absolutely brutal to run your business and at the same time perform due diligence. I am very pro-breakup fee. I, I I think that they, I'm glad that whoever negotiated that deal should have priced in a galactic breakup fee. That makes a lot of sense. Um, and because it is so debilitating to the company hey, that, is, that should be acquired.
2: Hang on. A $2 billion breakup fee paid to Arm?
0: Yes, how what, does
2: that compare to ARM's annual revenue?
0: Oh, I'm sure right. it's much greater. But the actually, I, I don't think it's greater. But I think that the, but no, I think it's the, 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 the honestly, the larger the acquisition, the and the more distracting the acquisition is going to be, the the larger that breakup fee
2: should I've, be. I'm not saying that it's unfair in any way. It makes total sense given the shit show that is corporate acquisitions. I would just be amused if that was like the biggest top line source of revenue, um, yeah. yeah, for the company.
5: But actually, it goes to SoftBank instead of Arm, so, <laughs> you, so you won't really
0: see it. Well, listen, someone's got to plug the hole that, that, that we were created. You know, might as well be breakup fees. I'm going to get it on the ground floor, breakup fees.
1: Um, so there are a couple of other yeah. interesting ones that came across the wire. Um, one that someone mentioned was Wikipedia. They thought that Wikipedia – in fact, they said that the, the founders, when they created Wikipedia – Said like this could have existed, you know, ten years earlier. I thought that was a really interesting one uh, that we were kind of plotting along with uh, online encyclopedias, like long before Wikipedia became a thing. What? When did Wikipedia become a thing? Oh, geez. This, now I should have done mean, my research.
0: I mean, what did we do? In, there is this like period of time when we did not have encyclopedias in our houses. This is roughly the time in which I ruined the dinner party. A story I'm sure I burdened you. Uh, with. No, I don't think. I mean, which dinner party? Okay, thanks. Good. That, that, thank you for that follow up question. Is <laughs> the right answer? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the right answer. No, I was at a dinner party. This would have been like maybe like 1997, and you know there was a very um, fre- a Cliff Clavin type. That's a Cheers reference. The children definitely won't get that one because Cheers is not. I don't think Cheers has left the chasm. My kids don't watch Cheers. My kids you wouldn't watch Cheers. Like yeah, t- Cheers would be insufferable to the children for good reason. Uh, but kind of a Cliff Claven type. Cliff Claven is the postman who who is constantly uh, spouting out facts that, in fact, are not true but seem like tantalizing. Actually, Cliff Claven doesn't. Cliff Claven could not exist in a post Wikipedia world. See, this is the the, the the true advantage of having good internet access in a bar is that you can fact check that the jackass <laughs> next to you. So somehow the the uh, the. Either the Titanic or the Lusitania came up. Not sure how. In conversation, and this guy volunteers that the Titanic and the Lusitania are sister ships, and everyone's like, mm, "Interesting." And I'm like, "Wrong. No, that's not right. That's like that. That is definitely not right." And okay, look, it was a younger me. I definitely could have presented my opinion differently and in a way that would have been more compelling to people but you know like when i'm like losing the room even though i'm right i mean you might have seen this i've never been experienced that (laughs) latter part i've definitely (laughs) seen this. yes for sure and i'm becoming like i'm getting into the situation that i know is just like the worst situation for me to be in which is when i feel like i've ingested a lethal dosage of crazy pills and People are like, why are you so worked up about this? I'm like, what do you mean, why am I so, why am I so worked up about the fact like they're not sister ships? Like, doesn't that in in particular, I couldn't the 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 Lusitania sister ship is the Mauritania, and the Titanic sister ship was the Britannic and the Olympic, and it's like, <laughs> no, I, know, I literally dropped all this, and that was like <laughs> unconvincing. And this uh, is when I like went nonlinear because I'm like, first of all, like, look, i we, we can judge my childhood yeah i spent too much time with world book and i happen to know the sisterships about these things but like we and we can judge that if we want but then it, it, and he was all being like he's like he's like a nice guy and he's still like in vibe it's like ah, i just don't know what your problem is man they're just like sister ships; it's fine i'm like no it's not fine it's brian, not brian, fine. I,
5: brian i regret to inform you that someone is wrong on the internet
0: and that, the, the, well exactly and i'm like and i am just not handling it well i'm not handling the whole situation well and this is before the internet more or less certainly before like one had internet access at home and i'm like give me a dictionary do you have a dictionary I, I I'm like so confident that a dictionary will tell me that these are not sister ships. And people are like, "Why are you so worked up about this?" Like at this point, like people are just being like, "I'm just turning everybody off." People are leaving. It's just like me, and now I'm like berating the hosts for not having a dictionary. It's just like it's it's <laughs> all kind of home? Oh no. it doesn't have a dictionary, right? Exactly. It's just like the, the the wheels are coming off of this thing, and it's just like. You know, the purpose of this dinner party is actually not to fact check this person. Is, the, so, this is So it sounds like you're in violent
1: agreement that Wikipedia should have happened much sooner.
0: Oh, so like Wikipedia, I mean, thank God. It was Wikipedia. 2001,
1: by the way, 2001. 2001, yeah. So, I, and
0: I mean, before mobile devices and Wikipedia, I mean, it's like the youngs don't know how good they have it. It's like you can end, like you never have to be in this kind of a situation. You can immediately fact check every, like Wikipedia is the death of the bullshit artist. It's great.
2: So is is Google or some other search engine really a necessary condition for the emergence of Wikipedia?
1: Is it? it I mean, some other search <clears throat> engine. Keep in mind, like we. I mean, there were plenty I, of search I, engines yeah. that were like lousy before Google. Um, yes, but,
2: but like actually, a good one kind of helps. I'm I'm not saying that's a requirement. Alta Vista probably. I don't know. Maybe. I, I don't know. But in some ways,
1: good. I think the opposite may be true. That a a like a wikipedia obviates some of the need for search engines
5: yeah i'm with adam because okay. i go to wikipedia directly just to get away from the search noise
1: all right so
0: uh chris i, I, I chris do you have a i've said that chris is is a, a legitimate celebrity among us chris has been on hbo silicon valley did you know this adam i did not hello chris and yeah this this makes him a an enormous celebrity.
4: well that's really generous of you so there's two things i wanted to say first of all um Wikipedia, if you look at Wikipedia's rise uh, at the same time as Everything, Everything 2, and a couple of the other sort of uh, approaches for online encyclopedias and the rest, like you had Encarta before that, and Encarta actually had a way that you could add stuff to it, but it was really obtuse and freaky and weird. So what Wikipedia did is uh, they did something that Everything 2 didn't do, which is they allowed off-site links and some of the previous ones, like oh. everything and the rest, they refused to allow them, Right. So it was, it, so they became like you, you would go into these circles almost instantly inside the everything twos, and Wikipedia would get you off of Wikipedia to go look at some of the citations and, and links and the rest. So it was, it, it was really an interesting so approach, I'm you know? I'm a bit embarrassed to ask this what is it? Is it everything two? What is that? Okay. I didn't know so that. the Slashdot guys. All right. So Slashdot, you remember the website. From long ago, yes. Um, they had. There's still a
1: website. I follow them on Twitter.
4: <laughs> <laughs> so so Rob implemented moderation, meta moderation, uh, all kinds of collaborative editing tools, and then they created uh, with uh, a couple of the fellows uh, there in in Michigan uh, a site that was basically uh, it was inspired by Twiki which was the precursor for the Wikipedias and the rest. And and it was basically a way for people to create, uh, you know, entries online and then link to each other in in a very wiki fashion, right? So they ended up having like lots of writing, lots of really fun entries and people started putting in encyclopedia entries. They, They started with the same, I think it was the 1944 or 34 world book data set um that wikipedia started with but they didn't allow outside links so it basically languished and lived for a while and i think you can still get on it but it's like a lot of you know the people uh explore their online sexuality and stuff so you know it went in a certain a direction you know <laughs>
0: right right right, right. <laughs> went to a,
4: a little more of a niche, a little little more niche. But- and um yeah so Wow! And then then Wikipedia rose. And it was just, you know, you know, if you talk to Jimmy from that time and the rest, it's like, it was, it was so well executed and, and, and they did the thing that you're supposed to do. They said, listen, our users want to edit this thing. Let's optimize for that. Right. And, and they did and and they got big very, very quickly and they kept up on a software side and it was cool. That's all.
0: And the, uh, wikipedia because anyone could edit yeah. it um the i mean i was all of a sudden like speaking personally like i had a wikipedia page that other people were just editing kind of freeform. adam i'm so convinced that you did this and you i think deny it that wikipedia said that i i was a long snapper for the college for a college <laughs> football team.
1: i i continue to deny that and i'm like really sad that i didn't do that Can you prove that you didn't – I mean, is it possible that you did it and forgot it? Yes. It is 100% possible. And if that's the case, it is the greatest long con on myself that I have ever done. And I just need to, like, hang up my spurs if that's the case. Because my kids are, like, somewhat convinced that
0: that my story of this is actually false. And the truth is I was a long snapper for
1: the football (laughs) team. And and, and that I am – which, I mean, it's like – Oh, God. God. Like, like, oh, I like the idea in like 2003, maybe, of me thinking, Brian, someday you will have children. Yes. it's not that far off, and I will troll them.
0: <laughs> and, and I mean, it's landing on fertile ground. I mean, my kids, I would absolutely love to, 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 to troll me. I, or either just in general, like I've got a 14 year old. Like friends come over and you're like, Dad, show them again how you used to long snap. Well, I, I, I know you play uh, Wordle um so uh wordle and we talked about this a little bit last week uh and and sorry this is going to be a a wordle spoiler for those of you not for today's wordle but for a couple of days ago the word was was ulcer and uh it's possible that bridget may have missed may have
1: not gotten it for the first time ever um and you're saying this on valentine's day on on, Twitter oh space,
0: God! Don't sharpen it. Don't sharpen it. Well, don't we'll, 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 it's we'll being recorded it
1: yeah. it too. Okay. Well, I can I can always edit
0: it out. Yeah, yeah. Would you mind editing that one out? Happy Valentine's Day to Bridget. Yeah. Um. Well, no, but so the, the the and I and honestly, like I didn't I wasn't even gloating. I mean, yes, it's oh, fine. Yes, you weren't I, even yes. gloating. Yes, no, I, that, yes, that, I might have gotten that. Sounds it in, right. Right. And then uh the and so I was the, the, with the fourteen year old and we were bringing this up. And he's like, oh, he's like, yeah, did mom missed the word. He's like, you got to tell me what the word is. And so I describe it to him. He then gets to school and texts her, "Hey, mom, I'm really worried about the, this ulcer that I've got on my knee. It, like, it really hurts." And she texts him back, like, "Oh my god, like, let's get you to the doctor." He's like, "No, mom, I'm just, I'm just kidding. I just wanted to use that word in a sentence." And she's like, "What? <laughs> what have I given birth to? Like, this is like, this is anyway." Uh, she knows she was getting into. Yeah, that apple did not fall far from the tree. But
1: then, so the I did. You know about everything too? You, I mean, there's a no. Whole, no there's, I, I'm, I'm on the Wikipedia page now. It's it's fascinating. Yes, it
0: is fascinating. And so, Chris, how did we miss that? I, get I just don't know how I missed this. I feel like I was around at that time i would have cared about it i don't know
4: well, you know you were deeply focused on D-trace and that whole world i mean i remember in the late 90s i don't think i was the one who said that about the lusitania just for the record i've always known who the sister ships
2: <laughs> <and> the <Titanic laughs> yeah. I mean,
4: let's be clear this is not it's right. not a debatable item for God's sake.
0: right
3: right
4: but, um no but you were at that time that would be like 97 98 yeah when they came out with everything um and you know Wikipedia came out, I think it was like ninety-seven, ninety-six. I mean, they all sort of happened at the same time. And then there was that fight between Larry Sanger and Jimmy Wales. I mean, so I think you were focused on D trace and the sort of technologies around that at that point in your career, you know, I mean, you and I wouldn't run into each other until the Q dinners in the late nineties is what I want to say.
0: Yeah, for I mean, sure. So. But I also like, I definitely was the kid that read the, I like, I still like reading the encyclopedia and yeah. I just like I'm dying to know what I did for. I mean, I def- I don't think I did anything because I was trying to fact check this jackass at a dinner and I couldn't I didn't <laughs> know how to do it. So I think I just like I'm kind of amazed I didn't like have my mom ship my world books to me. Um, <laughs> the, and then so so Wikipedia takes off. Then so I'm not sure the Wikipedia could have been much earlier than Adam because Wikipedia did happen pretty early.
4: Well, well, so. You know, it's worth pointing out the records are still there. So you could go back in your entry, see yeah. what IP address do you know, trace route that sucker and see if it's truly Adam or what. <laughs>
1: right. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, and then figure out where, you know, where my cable modem was in two thousand one or whatever it was.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean they,
4: they were only really starting tracking and having user accounts in Wikipedia around then. So it would just be an IP address. So
2: what what was I think
4: Adam, you're one? gonna get away with this
1: one. Perfect crime. Right,
2: exactly. Anybody remember Sun's IP range back then?
1: That's right, exactly. That's right. So another interesting one that came up, um, an interesting response, I see Dan was here earlier, but he mentioned JSON. And and by that he meant like a generic and universally accepted way of describing uh, like type information and serializing things. I thought that was a pretty interesting one. It also made me grateful that the answer has not been XML. But it kind of is, right? And that like XML isn't, I mean, JSON is is a reaction to XML. That's fair, but it also like uh, has pervaded. And I mean, maybe maybe it's a recent thing and maybe it feels permanent, but isn't. But, <laughs> right. um, but it's, it's certainly proliferated.
5: Yes. Yeah, the, the predecessor Where, of XML with the, the OSI protocol stuff, it got baked into SNMP. I forget what it was called.
2: Where does YAML fall in the family tree?
0: I think YAML, to me, postdates all of that. But I've, I've, I mean, I first run across YAML, I want to say, in, in like by the mid-2000s. But uh, when does YAML begin to uh, – when is the first version? Yeah, initial release in 2001. Um, and Chris, you had this, I, I, I do want to cut off, you had a second point as well. Um, I'm sorry, Chris.
4: Oh gosh, I, I don't remember, and I'm I'm cooking, so I'm just mostly listening.
0: That, that sounds good. So the, uh, <laughs> it, um, Adam, the, uh, uh, Chris is in the funeral scene, um, for when Peter Gregory for Peter Gregory's funeral in <laughs> HBO Silicon Valley.
4: Weren't oh. you a, a technical consultant on that too, Brian? I was I, not. No, I.
0: Oh, oh God, no. I I was not. I, no, no, no. I Jess was. So um. No, Jess, that's right.
4: Jesse was there around like season three or four. Yeah, yeah
0: and, and she was responsible making sure they they were very adamant that all the Go compiled. And I know like, Cliff Moon did some some technical consulting. And I. It, I've been watching. So, Chris, I've been watching a lot of HBO Silicon Valley, um, <laughs> and I have been watching it and rewatching it, and rewatching it with my with my kids. Um, my my uh, my fourteen year old, the same one that trolled my wife, got me an Aviato shirt for Christmas, which I thought was was great. Um, so, we've been anyway. So, Chris, you are famous in my house. We like the kids like to, the, the kids can go right to see <laughs> I'm, <you.
4: on, laughs> I'm on frame if you have a widescreen TV. <laughs> that's right. For like exactly. A tenth of a second.
0: <laughs> that's exactly. I mean, yes, that's exactly what we did. We pause it like one, two, three, four, There you go. There's <laughs> Chris. You can see Chris
4: among the mourners,
0: among the Peter Gregory mourners. Um,
4: yeah. So, you know, uh, Parisa Tabriz. Um, she was in Chrome security now. She's a VP in Chrome. They actually gave her one of the Signature Edition uh, boxes, oh, the Gavin Belson Signature Edition God. boxes, I think. So I mean, oh. I'm super jealous of oh, her. Oh,
0: absolutely. What an heirloom. I mean, that yeah. is that is terrific. Oh, my God. It, it, the thing is, just, it, it, it's so good. It's just so good. It, it, and the, the older it gets, the better it gets, I have to say.
4: I don't know the last I mean, time you've watched it. Your second or third, fourth startup, Brian? I mean, this isn't it painful? More than fun? No, 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 no. And I reject,
0: I think that like, that. there's this kind of like Silicon Valley kind of zeitgeist that like, I can't watch Silicon, the HBO Silicon Valley because it's too painful. It's like, that's brilliant satire. And yes, I know Adam and I both at different startups reported to a chair. So I know like that scene I know is very hard for people to watch where the CEO is fired and a bunch of people reported to the chair. Like, look, I reported to the chair, but like, you know, I can laugh about it. I think, it's, no, I think it's because. No, Chris, thank no, you thank so much <laughs> because
1: I, I stopped watching Silicon Valley at one point when they were arguing. I mean, this is like season two when they're arguing about a hardware appliance versus software only. And this was literally the fight I was in at work, like just just like fingers bleeding on this. My wife was laughing, and I was like, "I can't watch this anymore." And literally, that is the last half of an episode I have ever seen because Are you it, it just—it hurt me to—it—it it, it, it just like—it hurt me so much. Oh yeah. my god! Oh, you've got—it's so good. It is so
0: good. You would you—you you, you appreciate it. You got to. Go I'll, I'll, go I'll go back. I'll go back for sure. You get—you gotta go back. You're like you gotta like Lori Breen. And I'm hearing that Lori spin spinoff would
4: be. Oh, mm, uh, Lori Breen.
0: It, it, it's amazing. I've got a, a lot of Lori, great Laurie Bream quotes, anyway. Not to take us down a Silicon Valley rabbit hole, but this is what, Chris, this is what makes you a celebrity. And I'm sure you get this oh. all, the, all the time on the street oh, sure. you're, Yeah, gosh. You're, you're yeah. always yeah. recognized. No, no
4: one, no one recognizes.
0: <laughs> <Right>. You, you <laughs> barely can make, go out to dinner without being uh, harassed <laughs> by the, 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 the dungeons of, of HBO. Yeah, Silicon the
4: paparazzi that, <laughs> that hang out
0: outside a bird <laughs> right. dog in Palo Alto.
1: I mean, exactly.
0: Off. That's right. That's right. Um right I know it is despite the fact that I have uh re- revealed my my wife's wordle challenges um it is valentine's day um and Adam I know we had promised Melissa that we were going to get done roughly speaking
1: on time right on well uh, uh, there's other good stuff um in the on that twitter thread so some of that stuff felt like possible to me like ffts some of it felt like very much not ahead of its time like Uh, Like computers, like didn't feel like they were just hanging around, uh, waiting to be invented. Felt like eighteen twenty for the, you know, difference engine felt like a pretty good head start on on computers. Um, So there's other stuff in there. Folks want to add their thoughts or
0: or comment. Yeah, and I would love to give the get the thoughts on whether we can look at teams racing as an indicator that a time had actually arrived, and maybe some other. uh, And Adam, you've got to read the Segway book. It is so good
4: it have is- you guys gone down the anthocara mechanism hole yet no we haven't
0: that'll be another great one to go to I mean, oh my I
4: god do. that thing is sorry chris go ahead no no i was just gonna say it's like so how many you know sort of abortive inventions you know happened throughout the the middle ages and the rest
0: Totally. And I think that that is the, I mean, do you know much about the Antikythera mechanism, Adam? It's, no, nothing. I've never heard of Oh this. my God. This is this, this is on a Greek ship, right, Chris? That the, um, and what is the year on this? But the, this is basically a, I mean, it's, a, it's a, a sophisticated analog computer effectively. And they're still figuring out what all this thing can go do. Um, just remarkable. Uh, in terms and, and from a time that we would not have associated this kind of like technological breakthrough.
4: Yeah, I think the last time I read up on it, they, they thought it was maybe an orrery that was used to predict where the planets and stars were, you know, uh, for early worship, you know, but I, I don't know. Yeah, I because yeah, no, 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 it is, is Valentine's Day. I'm gonna go back to my, my Valentine's Day. <laughs> That's yeah.
0: great. Chris, great seeing you. Thank you so much. It's Antikythera's is and A-N-T-I-K-Y-T-H-E-R-A. Yeah. Know. Cool. I'll check it out.
1: Take care, everybody. Thank yeah,
0: you. Yeah, you too. Thanks, Chris. Good, good, good note to end on. Um, happy Valentine's Day to our, our poor spouses um, and to everyone else. Um, and we'll uh, we'll see you next week.